Thanks for joining us here on the cool down as we talk about our season awards. But before we get to that, I just I saw this comment pop up and I and I just have to address it. Normally I do something more on the manscape.com thing and we will get to that. But see no one, I like you. Thanks for joining the channel. This I I, I love seeing your name on there and you got some good comments normally. This one ain't it though. How do we know that? This one I cannot let this one I cannot let slide. Ah. Mathis could be just as good as pain as what seen see no one commented. That one might be a bit of a, a hope and a prayer. How do we know Just that? I'm not saying he can't be. I'm saying do not set yourself up for disappointment I'm when the not. second round uh player who's kind of be coming off of an injury does not play like Deron Payne, a guy who is the first person in how many years that got double-digit sacks for this team. And from a tackle position. And from a tackle position. Just Man, making sure we understand tackle, not to set it up for disappointment. He did okay? go to That's Bama. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm, I, you know I like Mathis more than Stoner does. Yeah. I but don't. Just, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> it's not that I don't like him. It's just it was a terrible pick in the second round. You don't pick a rotational guy in the second round. That's that's the problem I had. And especially then the whole comment was, well, he's going to replace Payne because they're not going to re-sign Payne. And then now everybody wants to re-sign Payne. Well, then you just wasted a second rounder. Absolutely look, wasted it. No, you have you have depth, bro. Look at, look at our team. Not from a second man. round. You don't draft depth in the oh second God. round. Are you sure? Day one starters. When you play you sure? three defensive tackles, when you play three defensive tackles all the time, yes, you you need you need yeah, you need dude. to have a second round talent. Went out and took a guy off a scrap heap, and he became one of your better defensive tackles. That's because our second round got hurt. It would be a different narrative if he was healthy. So I don't even know why we're having this conversation. He was hurt. Yeah. It's not like he sucked all year and got benched. See, see, no one got a, got me going on that one. I happen to just see it in the comment section. It I do appreciate hurt. everyone in the comment section. Make sure if you're here that you've hit that like button yeah, on our YouTube like channel. Let's like uh, we'll see what those numbers are at. But uh, yeah, we we love having you here. And let's get to these season awards uh, MVP for you, Trev. Oh man, this was tough. It's a tough one, it, man. It's really tough to single out a player because of the kind of season we had. It was more of a team effort this season, but if I have to go most valuable player, Jonathan most Allen. valuable. Jonathan Not Allen. Best. Jonathan Allen. I mean, he is. Yeah, we beat Dallas without him, but that was one game. You see what the defensive line looks like when we have to depend on Deron Payne by himself. And that's why I want to get to Deron Payne another time because I'm not as high on him as everybody else is, but we'll get to that later. But Jonathan Allen, captain of the team, answers the bell for everybody. You know, without he was on in on every tackle. I mean, at every stream, what would we say? And who's there on the tackle? Jonathan Allen. Or mm-hmm. who made a tackle? Who's in the backfield? Didn't get the sack, but who was back there? Jonathan Allen. Without mm-hmm. him, our D line would be crap. I mean, yeah, we made a coaching change. I think that was Jonathan Allen to do with that too, honestly. So that tells you what kind of man he is in the locker room. He's the he's the pistol starter for the defense. I mean, once the D-line gets to the quarterback, our secondary can flourish. A la Kendall Fuller. We made Derek Forrest talking about Pro Bowl beginning of the year because of how good he was playing. So, yeah, Jonathan Allen, MVP. That's fine, hands down. Stoner, are you going to go elsewhere with your vote? Yeah, man, it's a tough one. You know, we all want to say Terry McLaurin, right? But, yeah. you know, offensively, this team wasn't very good. So, <sighs> value-wise, 
he he didn't provide the value that you need uh, offensively. And it's not entirely his fault. I'm just saying for value. And I was probably going to go with Jonathan Allen. He's the captain. He's a pro bowler on a top five defense, right? But I think probably the most valuable player on this team is Cameron Curl. And if you look at the first two games that he missed, which was Jacksonville and Detroit, and how many points and yards they gave up in those two games, Mm -hmm. and then the last couple of games that he missed, and how many points and yards that they gave up, right, Mm -hmm. is when he was not in there. But when he was in there, this defense was a top two defense Mm -hmm. in the NFL. So that, to me, is what value is Mm -hmm. for a player. And it's hard to pinpoint. It's not like all the you know the safeties are getting beat deep because McCain was pretty good this year. Yeah, Deepo was pretty good this year. When Reeves mm-hmm. and Butler were out there, they were making plays, mm-hmm. right? But just look at the stats. And when Cam Curl is not there, their defense is nothing compared mm-hmm. to what the defense is when Cam Curl is in there. So my MVP is Cam Curl. Yeah, Stoner here is going to be going with my usual definition of MVP, which is the literal definition of most valuable player. Now, I'm fairly certain the last time we tried this and I gave that argument, Stoner railed (laughs) me. I'm fairly certain he was just like, that's not what MVP is. It's your best player. I don't care if you think what it is. So it's interesting that he's now taking my argument on here, but Mm -hmm. Gus Bus is calling him out as well. How can Curl be an MVP when he had zero interceptions, zero forced fumbles, yeah. zero pass breakups all year long, he's good but not crucial. I'm a little. I think he. I think he went a little too far in that last line, Gus Bus, because Stoner is, did say just how critical he is for this defense. They gave up. I think it was 91 points in three games that he did not. He did not play, and then he kept missing games. And he, he is such a. Uh, a crucial part to this defense. So I understand mm-hmm. where that value is coming from and where Stoner's going with that. But as far as a true MVP who brings that value and who is literally just the best player on the field when they're on the field, and that's Jonathan Allen. And, and we we talked a lot about this with Jonathan Allen, not just making the Pro, uh, pro Bowl, but he should be getting some looks at all pro. I don't think he's going to get it he, he nah. plays here in Washington. He came out today and he didn't. And he didn't, yeah. get it. he didn't get it. Yeah. And he didn't probably didn't even get the looks because he plays in Washington and this team just wasn't good enough to really have any all pros. But he was, for the most part, playing at all pro level. This guy was getting triple teamed on the regular because he was just that disruptive. Deron Payne is having a career year because of the focus that Jonathan Allen Thank is you. taking from. That- is from the from the offensive line so this is that's why i would say jonathan allen's my most valuable player uh you you, you hit on why terry can't be i mean if terry had one or two games where he absolutely took over and just you know just dominated then i would give him more of a serious look uh you you all know i love terry but he just does he has i don't think in his entire career Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's ever really taken over a game. No. Um, I mean, his very first game against Philly, didn't he dominate that particular game? 
he had the touchdown on his first catch. Yeah, but, but I feel like, like I'm, I'm talking. Like, I'm talking like a near 200 yard game where he's literally like breaking tackles and, and yeah. or blown by people. And I I don't know that Terry's had one of those games, which is what keeps him away from a lot of people's top 10 wide receiver lists. Mm-hmm. He is a good wide receiver. He's a great wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been let down by some QB play, but he's also not, you know, when you're talking like the tier list, he's not a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase who can take over games. Um, and so it, it, it's it's just, you know, I want to see that from him before I can crown him as an MVP. Plus, I need my offense to score more than 20 points a game. <laughs> that's right. So that's, that's an I can't. Yeah, so Jonathan Allen. Let's go into least valuable player. All right, for me, this was a joint for me, and it's the the lack of health slash continuity on offensive line. Let's call it what you want. Taylor was a bad quarterback, but half of it was the offensive line. Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback, but some of it was due to the offensive line. The run game couldn't get going sometimes because of the offensive line. We had to shuffle Schweitzer to guard, to tackle, to center, to guard, to tackle. We had Chase Rouillet, who missed the season last year's season, and came back. Same thing happened again. His backup <laughs> came did last year. Same thing happened in, in this year. So, like, outside of Charles Leno, Leno, I can't ever say his name right. Mm-hmm. He was the most continuative of all because he never missed a game. I'm not saying he played all that great. He did, but he was the most gelled one that we had. Outside of him, it was – a shuffle and Cornelius Lucas too, for the most part, kinda. But you got Cosby as a right tackle, then he's a guard. Schweitzer, Wes Martin, practice squad. This guy, Nick Martin, for a sub center, and then you know, it's just that was I think the least uh, valuable players or whatever the team because we couldn't score points, and they're on the offside side of the ball, and they're definitely a huge contribution to our lack thereof passing game and run game. So offensive line as a, as a whole continuity, got the whole, whole unit I mean, on yeah. there. Sorry. <laughs> Stoner. Can you pick one person or are you going to stick with Trev's unit? Back? Yeah, that that's a pretty good one. And I, and I wanted to go with either Trey Turner or Andrew Norwell, but I'm going to give you a name that you all are going to go. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and his name is William Jackson the third. Okay. <laughs> that, is the least, squad. that is the least valuable player this team had this year. Because when he was in there, this defense was terrible. The past secondary. defense. Yeah. The secondary was terrible. Mm-hmm. And when he left, they were not terrible. And that to me is the definition of a least valuable player especially for the amount of money that he made yeah, the amount of money that this he was team. so so not valuable that they they traded him away and he yeah. still didn't play in pittsburgh <laughs> and he st- still didn't still didn't play in pittsburgh yeah, yeah so he's that, my lvp that's that's fair enough and i i do agree with van guardian tv he was a bad fit here um uh eric he didn't get better after he literally got put on ir after he went to the steelers no i think he's saying we got better after trading him oh yes yeah we got better yeah that's true eric we did get better after trading him that's Mm -hmm. fair um so least valuable player i mean the most important position on the team you trade two third round picks for him you're paying him 28 million dollars 
and he wins two games. <sighs> yes, he was injured and missed out on eight games this season, but that meant that he still played enough to get some wins, and he didn't do it. Carson Wentz is the least valuable player uh, on this team. They win games without him. They had the big playoff push without him. They stumbled down the stretch. They put him in against the Browns in hopes that he can create a spark, and it does the opposite. Carson Wentz is, is the least valuable player. I understand when you go William Jackson. I understand when you go the offensive line, uh, you know, any which way you want to pick those. I mean, you can throw Dax Milne's name out there as, uh, you know, the special teams unit was was pretty solid. Tressway was getting some MVP votes in our He chat. had the same stats as Carson Wentz prior to the Cleveland Browns game pretty much, and he missed eight games. Oh, you're talking hmm. Taylor Heineke? Yeah, like hit like so like I don't know why would you say he was hurt for half the year? So of course he's the least valuable player because he's hurt. Yeah, so availability easy. is the best ability, right? Isn't that something is that a saying? Plus, again, when he played, the guy was two and seven, Trev. He won two, two games and, and no no, he was two and five, got it was two and six got injured, and then he came back and four. lost against the Browns. He was, was two, two and four, four when he got two in. Two four two got in. Okay, so he's two and five. So he started. He was quarterback when we started that win streak. Y'all keep forgetting that, but he was yeah, in there against. Yeah, you're okay. right. That was one of his two wins. Was against the was against the Browns, Spark. the Bears, Spark. the Bears. <laughs> Sorry, got this I Browns game. Like, I mean, I know I said it for O line too, but they weren't like. That's that's Car- Carson wins. I had low expectations. I know. Going into this season. I never wanted him here in the first place at all. You, I, was I, I was at least excited. I said, if it works out, like if, if we see some of this, we're, this is great. This is, this is an offense that could at least be maybe top 15. Mm-hmm. I still felt the defense was going to be top 10. And I was like, we can potentially win nine to 10 games, maybe get to that mythical 11 that we haven't seen since we've won a Super Bowl. It just never came to fruition. A lot of that goes on the quarterback. And it, you know, whatever you want to do, you can blame all sorts of other people. But when we're talking least valuable player, I'm sorry, it's going to go to Carson Wentz. So, all right. What was your your most surprising moment or thing this year? Could be anything. Honestly, beating the Philadelphia Eagles at and and their place when they're undefeated. That was not expected it was us against the world we had Taylor heineke in there you know we were all ready for the carson Wentz revenge game when the schedule came out we were so hyped and we were like oh he's not playing and we're what two and four at that time or whatever we were i don't know what our record was six and five five and five four and five something like that i don't know when we beat philly in philly on monday night football and the last time we played them, we got embarrassed, I believe, by Michael Vick on Monday Night Football. Mm. They're undefeated this year. That was the best, mo- one of the best moments ever. I'm Why? pretty sure two of us picked Washington to beat the Eagles. Yeah, because we were homers. But like, <laughs> yeah, we we called it early in the game after Nathan, the after we had lost. Yeah. We we're like, no, we're going to beat the Eagles next. Nathan week called we it the the hours after we lost the week before. Then said we're beating the Eagles. Like and said, I said, I said uh, that's Nathan <laughs> saying that, not this guy. But he was right. He and the, the piggyback Stoner said, "Yeah, we made them wake up and go add to their team to help stop the run, which mm-hmm. is what beat them." Eagles win for me is the most surprising moment of the season. How about you, uh, Stoner? Most surprising moment of the season? 
maybe maybe two if i if i may so real quickly sure. it wasn't it wasn't a moment oh, okay so i'll i'll do the whole it's not the um uh the brian robinson situation where he right. was shot in preseason and only missed four games and and came back and was super valuable to this team so it's not that one but jeremy reeves going from barely nice. making the team and grateful that he just made the team to not only a pro bowler, but an all pro. Yep. And the difference of course, being pro bowl is you're selected as the best in your conference, all pro being you're the best in the NFL. He was named the best special teams player in the entire NFL. And he went from five years of going back and forth, back and forth, practice squad, back and forth, back and forth, getting cut year after year after year. He finally makes the team, and that's what uh, he rewarded the team with, is being the best special teams player in the NFL. So that was that was the best moment for me. Nice. Yeah. That that at, that's awesome. Uh, we, we all we're all very much Jeremy Reeves fans here. Uh, on the channel, we've, uh, interviewed someone from the same schools, him, uh, shout out Kalu, uh, on that one. But, uh, that, that's, that's a good one. Uh, I, I see Sam Howell on the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see biggest surprise, not tanking after one and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all thought, you know, we were going to be going in evaluation. We had a, a murderous row in that, uh, middle of the season yeah. where we're just like, this is just going to get worse. It's going to, this is going to be a one and eight team. And uh, and they were able to do do that. Uh, Ht in the house. How about most surprising is the second loss to the New York Giants off the bye at home. Important win and moment. And they just, you know, yeah, that was that was very disappointing. Uh, yeah, very 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 disappointing on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think definitely I'm going to agree with Tommy T and some of these other ones here. Eric in this one, yeah. the most surprising moment of the season did not happen on the field. Oh, yeah. It was the news that Dan Snyder is selling. Whether yeah, or not it's sure. a we we haven't found out yet. It hasn't been solidified whether or not it's a portion of the team or all of the team. Everything's pointing to that it's going to be the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But that had to be the most surprising moment. That is a moment we've been waiting for for decades, <laughs> and here we finally hear it within this season after the name change, after all this. You know, there's a lot going on, and all of a sudden. Hey, we're we're hearing about Bank of America. We're hearing that the whole thing's going to go up. Most surprising moment had to be Dan Snyder selling the team. All right, what was the most disappointing? We got we had a couple good ones already listed in there. What's uh, what's two. yours most disappointing, Trev? Being seven and five and missing the playoffs, and all you had to do was win two games. Driver's seat. Not only the driver's seat, Trev, but literally those first two games that we tie and then lose. Everything went our way. I, still, I, I I thought after after that, after we were being gifted, we mm-hmm. had a tie, everybody lost, and we were still in that seventh seed. We mm-hmm. lose, everybody loses, and we're still in the seventh seed. I was mm-hmm. just like, we are destined to make the playoffs mm-hmm. because everything just kept falling our way. I was just like, it's, yeah. we're going to turn this around. We just need to win a game, and we couldn't put it together. Yeah, I agree. It's very so. Before we even get to the playoff scenario, and I know it might not be popular, but for real, I was disappointed. We actually, go, for what it's worth, 
we trade away those picks. We pay $28 million. We go get a, a, a well-known name veteran quarterback who has shown potential that he can be a, a starter still. He had a rough deal in Annapolis. And then to see him have a rough start and then get injured, and now we're back in quarterback controversy again after we thought we had at least this year figured out with Carson Wentz coming in to be our starter. And if he played well, sign him to extension, and he'd be here for another two or three years. Mm-hmm. But to have to see him get hurt, and we go back to Taylor Heineke, and he wins, and it's another quarterback controversy, was so disappointing. Because, yeah, like I said, Carson Wentz, whatever your opinion of him is, you have him, but he was supposed to be the guy. We found a guy that had NFL experience, not off the couch, not 10 years ago, within five years, still young, shown that he can be capable, and we end up right back in square one mm. with quarterback controversy. That was super disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, TJ, too nasty for you agreeing. Most disappointing, still not having a franchise quarterback. Yeah, that's like – yeah. What you starter? Um, yeah. So the one I didn't select, <laughs> um, a little bit controversial, I think, is is it took so long for Chase Young to come back, and when he came back, he was about as good as I would have been out there. Okay. So, so the the game against San Francisco, he was, he was good. Good. That, that game. He actually had an impact, Let's and then he stopped making excuses for the guy. We're not. He had an impact. They only scored twenty four points. They kept us in the game. Not because of Chase Young. <laughs> Chase Young yeah. had a, a pass batted down at the line. He was. He was. Look at now, Stoner. Don't look at the injury, don't get me bro. Wrong. Don't get me wrong here. Okay. Chase Young as your generational talent, as your mm-hmm. as your defensive end, your pass rusher, second he, overall. Second overall he, oh. I agree that he needs to get after the quarterback. It's not okay. enough for him to run and, and, and defend the run. It's not enough for him to just bat down passes and everything like that. I agree with you, Stoner, but let's not pretend that he wasn't good in that San Francisco game. Okay. I didn't say he was great. Okay. I didn't say he was exceptional, but okay. you're acting like – you you literally just said that you would have been a, a surefire replacement for him. Yeah, yeah. Hell Let's be no. realistic. <laughs> he was above. I got some quick hands, man. I can get those old linemen off me. Get off me. I can get to the quarterback. He was an above average defensive end. He wasn't a generational talent defensive end. Yeah. And yes, okay, he's coming off just, the injury and all that kind of stuff. But all right, I'll give you it, that. It, it took. I'll give you till three games left in the season. Can, for him can to we come cut back. the man a little bit of slack? No. I'm just he saying had a, with, he had a phenomenal rookie year. Yeah, he, he had a really good rookie year. He had a, a a basic half of a second year. He had a below average second year. He was, second okay, year. start yeah, but then his knee injury injury was super super serious. Okay, you guys, that's and disappointing. It is disappointing, but we can't okay. sit there and judge that on how a certain person recovers from an injury. Not everybody is Adrian Peterson. Yes, Not correct. everybody is Matt Castle after he tore his ACL. Not everybody is Tom Brady when he went down a knee. Everybody recovers differently. That's right. But I think it's just kind of unfair to expect somebody with a, a blown-out knee at 22 years old, third year in the league, to come right back on the field after missing – 45 million games and practices and be oh, a man. generational talent as soon as it gets back. Okay. That's really not fair to say. Right. I didn't say, I didn't say <laughs> that he was bad this year. I said, 
I was disappointed you in the injury. You could play recovery. as well as he played up. Huh? You, you did say that. What you said. <laughs> I didn't know what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. That's simply well, for Give for him a laughs. little bit. Yeah. Let's forget. Okay. I can see if he was performing. My... I'm with you, Trent. You know, Nathan, one. like if he was yeah. performing, he was like at the beginning of last year, didn't get injured and just did not produce. Now we can say, I'm going to need to talk about Pat Chase Young's past rushing ability. Like now that'd be justified. But the man had a one leg all year. All and right, now he so comes back where, and we're like, oh, he, didn't, he didn't do anything in a San Fran game. What was he supposed, what was he supposed to do? What are you supposed oh, to do? Trev, I think where some of the frustration comes from when it comes to Chase Young and the disappointment there, again, him not really having an impact this season is – this is his third season. His second season, even before the injury, was, was disappointing, rocky. right? Yeah. It, it wasn't a good season for your second overall pick coming off right. of a mm-hmm. defensive rookie of the year campaign. Mm-hmm. And for him to miss most of his third season, it goes into what Gus Bus is asking here is do you give him a fifth year option? And that's yes. not going to be a topic yeah, we you you, you're gonna have to. Yes. But yeah. but we'll we'll go into that topic later. I don't wanna we we're already All at right. 144 right now so we oh, definitely yeah. sorry over. but that's not you, my you run the over too by the way you run the over yeah <laughs> so, I, we already smashed so i'm not trying to get into that conversation right now yeah, but yeah. what i'm saying is i i understand where stoner's coming from and the people who list him as the most disappointing aspect to this uh, but the one that i'm going to hit is um, by the way jack um i i i jack says here for our audio listeners i i'm starting to get scared that chase is going to be uh javidian clowny 2.0 i've said this on the channel uh, several times he is that's that's what we're looking at, at hey trip trip nathan just said we're not going to get into any more of this I, yeah uh, and then i talked about stuff. it i had i but, saw the comment while i was looking for the comment i was looking for as we're talking about most disappointing let me show you this comment that backs up my uh <laughs> yeah. most, disappointing, most disappointing thing is, is the one, slow though. start this season I'm on that, to you. That's yours? Slow it's start? Slow I didn't start even get season. to mine yet. That was my not most. Oh, yeah. Most <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. No, do your slow start. No, slow start ahead. to the season. It's, you know, this This is this schedule yeah. was set up for Washington to be yeah. successful early mm-hmm. on, and they did the not put it together. No. Then Carson Wentz gets injured. Yes, he wins that first game in the win streak, and we get the Ron Rivera special, which gave us all hope that we were going to make the playoffs. Get to seven and five in the driver's seat. Just need to win two of the last games, and the end of the season happens. But that if you are better in the beginning of the year, you're right. Then a little bit of a letdown at the end of the season doesn't matter. You know, I get. You know, you can you if you want to go towards your disappointment is the tie against the Giants and then the loss against the Giants Mm -hmm. uh, right after the bye. I understand because you were in great position. At that point, you were the sixth seed going into that first Giants game. Mm-hmm. You win that, and you almost guaranteed playoffs. And I get that that that's there because at that point you have even higher expectations because you're winning and you look like you're going to go into the playoffs. But this is a team on paper. We all thought that Jacksonville game was going to be the norm. Mm-hmm. We thought that this was going to be an offense that was going to score lots of points. And then the Detroit game happens, and that we see that there's some inconsistency with offense, but they're still able still able to put up some points. But then after that, mm-hmm. you're one and one, and you just end up just losing. It was yeah. so bad. People wanted Ron fired. People wanted Jack Del Rio fired. People wanted yeah. Scott Turner fired. People wanted the, they, they wanted the mascot fired, and he wasn't even announced yet. Mm-hmm. 
like Daddy. this was not a good team to start the season and we've got to get past that so that was my most disappointing part of the season was just and when we were one and one and four uh this guy here said we were still going to win nine games now we came up a half a game short of that but i, I agreed with you back in, then too. Yeah, yeah i still I believe in the five team. like a dummy <laughs> not at one and four though yeah you didn't think they were going 11 and one when everyone was calling for him to get fired. But my my most disappointing was the tight end play, specifically Ooh. with Logan. But more more than that was Cole Turner. I mean, he was so hyped in the yeah. preseason or in the training camp. Not even in preseason. I don't even think he played in preseason because he got hurt late in training camp. I think he was dominating him. training camp. Yeah, he okay. Was. And everybody said it. He was he was this red zone threat, and maybe that's why they were having so much trouble in the red zone because of his his injury and Logan come slow coming back from that injury. But the tight end play, which everyone thought was a strength of this team, turned out to be a weakness, and that probably hurt the entire offense, especially in the red zone. It's, it's never been a, it hasn't been a strength since we lost Chris Cooley. I mean, sorry, Jordan Reed hasn't been a strength. Yeah. Our tight end room has not. And that's the position we'll get to it. They should look at. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like ending on negatives. So we got to go back to the positive side. What was, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, the most surprising, but what was the best part of this eight, eight and one season? Jahan Dotson pick at 16 for me personally. Um, Especially going, going through the previous drafts, we were all like, Jamin Davis at number 19 really last yeah. year. He's yeah. a great four guy. We took him day one. And this year we have Chris Olavi and, and Garrett Wilson sitting there. And it's like, nah, we're going to trade back and go get Jahan Dotson, a day two guy. And we're all like, ugh. Everybody except for Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor was all like, oh, whatever. And he produced when healthy. That kind of sucks yeah. that he got hurt a little bit. But he still had the same number he of touchdowns with Christian Watson. He was lights out. He made that 16 pick look like a home run for real. He saved the front office on that one. So that was. Well, and I think to to piggyback off that, um, we don't, we criticize this front office, rightfully so, with some of the moves that they've made. But that entire trading back, they turned that 11th pick. Yeah. It was 11th pick. 11th pick, which. Turned out to be Chris Olave, who a lot of us wanted, I wanted, right, for the mm-hmm. Saints. We turned that into Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, Cole mm-hmm. Turner, Sam Howell. Yeah. Those are the four picks that we ended up getting by trading back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Okay, it wasn't just the Saints. Yeah. We traded back a couple of times yeah. to get those extra picks, and that's who they picked, right? You got Jahan Dotson, so you got your receiver, and then you got three guys. You got a running back. Uh, that looks like he's going to be a stud. You've got possibly your tight end replacement, and then mm-hmm. possibly your quarterback of the future. Yeah. So you know they did well with that eleventh pick. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something really positive to look back on from early in the year. Yeah. So everybody who's talking about we lost draft position, go back and run that little clip we just said. Draft mm-hmm. position is not that important because you never know what happens. It's who you take, and and that's something that uh, that this organization has said, right? It's not where you're picking; it's who you're taking, and and that that is very very important and and true. Jahan Dotson, 16th pick, 
we got the 16th pick again. What are we going to do with it? That's going to be a conversation for later. As far as my, the thing that I was probably happiest with this, and there I saw somebody else had commented this, and it's not Gus Buses, uh, who again is sticking it to Stoner, West <laughs> Schweitzer, getting the highest <laughs> offense EFF in that uh, final game against Dallas. Uh, big West guy here. Um, my, 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 Probably the thing I enjoyed most about this season was watching some of these young guys be successful, right? The Defos, mm-hmm. the Jamin Davis turning into a legit linebacker. Mm-hmm. I remember early in the season uh, and before the season, these two yahoos yeah. were telling me he was going to be, be be a bust. No, Trev well, said that. Just Trev. I said I'm not ready to call him a bust yet. Well, he was acting like he was. But Trev said he was a bust. Well, was Jamin Davis is turning into a legit NFL linebacker. You got Cam Curl, who looks good. Mathis looked good before the injury. You pick up a fifth-round rookie off the Dallas practice squad in Ridgeway, mm. and that guy looks yeah. like he's going to be a big party rotation. At the beginning of the year, people were still lamenting the fact that, even with the Mathis pick, that you let go Ioninus, that you let go Tim Settle. And mm-hmm. here we do. We get a couple of young guys to replace them, and they look good in, in that. You have Benjamin St. Juice, when he's healthy, being a legitimate starting NFL corner. You got Jahan Dotson, who looked good. Armani Rogers, an undrafted free mm-hmm. agent, QB converted to tight end, was, was making exciting plays and something we want to continue seeing. And so that aspect. I mean, even Chris Paul here in the final game, Stoner was, was uh, watching him exclusively to see. And that's, I think, Dude. somewhere where we can build upon. Yeah, we can absolutely do that. So it's it is it's it's nice to know that there is a young core here as we move forward, you know, that that we'll still have this these players who are going into their prime because that is how you end up being a QB away. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's not the QB, maybe it's just one or two more pieces, but they have to be young, they have to be emerging. So that way they're cheap enough. You pay for one or two couple superstar level talents and you go on a run. And then you have to figure out how to keep it. But right now they have a lot of talent that mm-hmm. is, I feel like is NFL talent. That's not Jags, right? We, we talk about how there's a bunch of just another guys that are on the roster. And we have a bunch of players who I feel are, are better mm-hmm. than your average player. I think that they're, 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 they're showing that and we'll see how it goes. So who knows? And, who knows and how just next to piggyback season goes. real quick. Kendall Fuller is only 28 years old. Well, he's 27. Yeah. It'll be, now. Yeah, it'll be 28 in February. Yeah. What? I, I thought he was in his thirties. So he's still <laughs> fairly, he's, he's basically in his prime. Yeah, he is. So, right yep. and, and by the way, I almost picked him for my surprising, I did too. I did too. As much as as much as Trev is down on him, absolutely. Hey, he listened to me though. Clearly, (laughs) he he was watching. He was watching. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's let's do this real quick as well. This play play of the year for you. hmm. Uh, Gus Bus has Ridgeway doing the German suplex on Damian Pierce. Uh, Pierce hasn't been the same since. I don't think anyone would have been the same since. Uh, I did talk to uh, Ridgeway's wife about that. I was just like, we need that kind of tenacity. I know yeah. some some people were upset with it, and I get that it was not the smartest play, uh, but that kind of tenacity is what you want on your defense, and so it's it's good. What what is your your play your play of the wow. year? I don't. I mean, it's so many, but I'm just, this one just came to my head. 
the Jahan Dotson slant catch spin move touchdown. It's a good. You got one. to see our receiver create in the open field in space and play make with the ball. A lot mm-hmm. of our receivers didn't really get a chance to do that. A lot of 50-50 balls, a lot of short slants and they whatever. But Jahan Dotson showed that not only can he catch, he can make things happen like Curtis Samuel did. So that's the only one I can stick out right now. I think uh, the McLaurin catch against Indy um, when Heineke just threw it up there and he stole it from Stefan Gilmore yeah. uh, to win that game, basically, to get him I down there. almost lost that game. <laughs> I mean, just – just Sam to go Hollinger. up there and just steal that from yeah. Gilmore. That was an amazing play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the one I'm picking. We got uh, Gregory Gre- Green with the out one. TJ Too Nasty, Carson to Terry, touchdown versus the Jags. That was a great throw. Um, yeah, that's what I, I thought we were legit. Yeah. I thought the whole year was legit. When he threw that dart to McLaurin in stride against Jacksonville, I said, Oh, we doing something this year. And then the two bombs of Diami against Tennessee. Yeah, two back to back bombs. I was like, Carson's taking us to the playoffs, baby. He we got Diami involved. Oh, we here. And then Carson yeah. throws a pick. Yeah, see no one and Tommy T both going with the full reception and uh against I remember that. I remember the Falcons game. Pick six on like the second play of the game or something, I think. Isn't that right? Oh early on, yeah. Oh, and that was when the Mariota threw the pick six at the goal line, too, right? Yeah, it was tipped. Uh, I don't remember. What? Yeah, I thought it was like the first or second play of the game for Atlanta. No, I remember he he threw it and he tipped at the goal line. Oh, that was uh, yeah. Oh, when they were going to score to win the game. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Good call. Yes. Good call. I forgot about yes. that. Yeah, and into yeah, the, the game. Fuller did pick that. Yep, mm-hmm. you're right. I, it's hard to say this is really my play of play of the game because I can't remember which team he did it against. But but it, it's one of the plays that's forever going to stick in my head as far as just watching it. And that was Brian Robinson dragging half yeah. of the the oh, line yeah. and the defense and extending the ball over the goal line. And I was already a big fan, and I've loved watching. Like he did, like this three games in a row where he's literally just dragging yeah, everybody. And for that. him just to have that sheer power, where he can just be like literally has four guys bigger than me. I'm a big dude. I'm six foot three, two fifty, and he has mm-hmm. guys bigger than me dragging him one way. And he says, "Nope, I'm going this way," and scores. That forever that that's what gets me excited going into next season because we don't know who's going to be the QB whether or not they can hit Terry and Jahan and Stride and do all that. We at least have a running back that's not going to go down easy. That that's probably my fit my uh, my favorite play. Tommy T's telling me those Eagles. Mm-hmm. Eric saying that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Uptown Dre with D Force interception in Houston. His range on that play. That was a good uh, one. Yeah, that's a good one as well. So all good answers, and we appreciate you jumping in the chat with us. This was a long, <laughs> long episode here as we hear nearing two minutes. So it's a good thing you smashed that over two hours. It's oh, a good thing wow. you smashed that that over when I asked if the over/under set at one twenty-four. People needed to smash the way oh, over. Man. Absolutely true. Make sure that you also smash that like button while yes, you're please. here. And if they're up to it, go to manscaped.com, get that twenty percent off. And free shipping, you get some good stuff there. Pacers running for every run and Sky Bar. Get a free drink while you're there. We will be back next Wednesday. We do have lots of off-season content to include uh, to include QB, you know, uh, QB roulette 
on who we're going to get. Uh, so we're going to try to narrow it down to 10. Uh, we'll see if we name one of your 10, but all that's going to be coming in the offseason. Extra content for you, as always, here on Ref the District's YouTube channel. So be staying tuned for that. But until next time, pay Lamar Jackson. Yes, please. Be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.